What's the most important resource that you have? If you really thought about this deeply, I think you'd come to the same conclusion that Joey and I did. It's time. In our newest book, Wealth Without Wall Street, The Three Steps to Financial Freedom Through Passive Income, we talk about how are we tracking that time? Well, what is the thing that we can do to get more of that time back? That's right. If you've ever been listening to our podcast and thought, man, it would be amazing if I could take all the things that you guys have learned over the last 10 years and just summarize them, put them in some way to easily digest them and take action, that's what this book is all about. You're not going to want to miss it. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash new book and get your copy today. So recently, Joey, on one of my coaching calls with my coach, one of, I guess one of my three coaches, my business coach, she had me add to my vision board an image of Smokey the Bear. You know Smokey the Bear? Oh, yeah. Who doesn't know Smokey the Bear? Come on. But, well, t- tell everybody who may not remember, what was the, the, the motto of Smokey the Bear? Only you can prevent forest fires, Russ. And with that beard, dude, you did such a great job. That was, that was amazing. We, we found an opportunity for you. Impressions of Smokey the Bear. Put it on Joey's resume. He's there. Yes, sir. The purpose behind that Smokey the Bear motto was not to teach you how to go put out all the fires, was it? No. I mean, it wasn't sitting there like, hey, by the way, if you see a fire, here's five ways to put out fires. Right. What was it about? It was to prevent the fire from ever happening. Right. Like, don't do something stupid like fill in the blank. Right. It was to go to the root of the problem. And I think one of the benefits that coaching provides is that it should help you focus back to what is the source of the issue that you're trying to fix or trying to like the first step that you need to put in place in order to get there. Do you agree? Totally agree. I totally agree. Yeah. If If, you can, if you can handle the route, you can handle, you can proactively deal with the circumstance or the result. Right. And, And focusing on that helps us be super successful. So if you, as you listen to this podcast, this is a little bit different than our normal, you know, lots of, the tactical advice about ways to create financial freedom through maybe building a passive income source or maybe a tax strategy idea or even the infinite banking concepts that we talk about a lot of time. But this is an infrastructure piece, Joey. This is a piece that if you don't have these things in place, it will oftentimes maybe have you fall short in that last mile. And that's what we don't want to happen. We want you to understand that coaching is a vital piece that we all have had when we had something that was so important for us to get to and be successful in. So Joey, let's don't take any more. This is a long episode, probably because we had a bunch of coaches talking about coaching. (laughs) Let's pull up our chair and belly Belly up. up. Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. 
Welcome into the Financial Freedom Roundtable, where each week we take complex financial topics so that you can more easily understand them and more importantly, take action on your path to becoming financially free. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. Grateful to have you in the room. I'm Russ Morgan. They call me the idea guy. Most because lack of follow-through guy just didn't sound so cool. Well, enough about me for a moment. Let me introduce you to my co-host, my partner, the Italian Stallion. He's got the license plate cover to prove it, Mr. Joey Murray. Stallion, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Russ. Um, so glad to be here with you. Today, you ought to be able to speak from firsthand experience <laughs> of what the benefits of coaching is. Oh, are, are you saying I need to take it back to, to day one where I had the best financial coach ever? Mr. Russ Morgan. Come on. Oh, I, man, that is that is it, a great compliment. I wasn't even thinking about that. I just just knew <laughs> you you could appreciate good coaching. I, I'll tell you what, Russ. Um, I would not have nearly the bad habits that I have without you. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I really appreciate exactly what you've done. It, here's the thing about coaching. It, it actually requires a good student. And a good coach. And I'm not certain either one of us were good at either. So maybe that's the reason we were struggling. But there's a reason we're talking about this today. What's the importance of this subject matter from your opinion? And I got to tell you, I think coaching, and we're going to do this in light of financial freedom. Coaching towards financial freedom is super important because if financial freedom is what we think it is and what we say it is, it should be paramount in our lives to focus on it and to have accountability around it and have people who have been there and done that to show us the path. Because it's how fast can we get there, right? Time is not on your side. And how can we get ahead as fast as we can? It's got to be through coaching and seeing the path much clearer. I think that's why it's important. That's what about you? It sort of seemed like you were challenging me. You wanted me to sing, right? Like I hear that. I'm like, hmm, I want to jump in there because I feel like time is on our side. But maybe maybe that's different. Please right, don't sing. Please don't. Let's let's get it away from us. Let's go over to the coaches, like the people who are actually getting this done and getting it done well. To my left, Mr. Incredible, his superpower is speed to financial freedom. And the real beauty of that speed is it's contagious. My man, J.D. Hill. Say hello to your fans, J.D. Hey, fans. Uh, Russ, it's always good to have you emceeing because your intros are so good. Thank um, you. And so I, I am excited about this. This is actually a really important topic for me. Uh, and I say that because when I first started in this career in general, uh, I was about six days away from failing. Uh, I had been in it for 18 months and was just an utter failure um, mm. and hired a coach and completely and I actually had to borrow money to hire a coach. Um, but I believed enough in myself that I needed help and I was willing to, to invest in myself and completely change the trajectory of my life and, and, um, uh, and, and how I ended up obviously being able to, to stay in this career. So I, I love this topic because I love coaches. Well, it, it is definitely important to have a coach, right? And from your perspective, what has been the biggest coaching experience that you've had either receiving or giving? 
Well, I think it's two. One was the first coach that I'd hired uh, in this business. Um, he was another successful advisor, um, and I needed help in a bad way. Uh, and then the other was um, when you and I and Joey first met in a mastermind with other advisors across the country. And being exposed to what y'all were doing radically changed my financial course uh, and the direction of my life. Um, and if I hadn't have paid, you know, a significant five figures at that time to be a part of that mastermind, uh, I probably wouldn't be sitting here across from you guys today. No doubt. Yeah, no, I love that. All right, well, let, let's move over to your left. A true financial Sherlock Holmes of our day. No problem too difficult to solve. If I would have only known him earlier, I'd been so much richer. Says everybody, Mr. Downtown Ernie Brown. Nice to see Ern. Nice to be seen. Russ, you look so good today. Hey, flattery will get you everywhere with me. Keep it coming. I, I know it will. You you coached me on the on the different personality types and how to talk to each. I'll never forget it. <laughs> oh man, the student has turned the tables on me. I love it. I I, I do love that. And it speak to that, right? Like as as a coach, how important is it for you to understand the person that you're coaching? I'd say that's probably number one on the board. I love asking people who they are, where they're coming from and what they're trying to accomplish. Because if I don't seek that understanding first, I might chase their tail. I might even chase my own tail. We're not getting anything good accomplished if we don't first have an understanding of who the person is. Mm. So good, man, this is going to be a great conversation today. Last but not least, the man to my right, the retiree of our group, Mr. Catch me if he can, when he's not killing bears with his bare hands or catching fish. Literally with his bare hands, like he told us last time, he's dropped them in gold nuggets right here. The one and only Mark Carguchi. Welcome, Mark. Afternoon, everybody. This uh, I th this is going to be a fun one. I you know I, I was just thinking right now, and it I totally dawned on me that probably one of the first things that I've ever actually specifically enlisted somebody to teach me something, to coach me something, was to play the guitar. Um, I just remember that now, you know, my, my brother tried to help me, you know, you can, you can YouTube it, you can Google it, you can, there's all kinds of like new apps and whatnot, but it was finally putting the credit card down, making that lesson, uh, payment that compelled me to be like, all right, let's do this. And, and my coach at the time was able to, to push me past what I thought was possible. He's like, you know, Hey, come in with a list of songs that you want to do. And he's like, Trust me, by the end, we're going to get you to, to where you can actually figure out how to make some of those work. Um, so, so that's like one of the benefits of coaching to me is number one, you, like we said, we get the fast pass, but they're going to push the boundary of what's comfortable and push you to grow because it's only when, we're, when we touch on discomfort that we actually grow and get better. Well, as, as we were kind of said in this podcast, uh, we kind of broke down what are three main areas for us to discuss, right? So, yeah, one, definitely accountability. One, um, maybe being challenged, as you were saying there, maybe raising our lid, pushing those two points that maybe are higher than what we want to go to, which I really think is a very clear differentiator between coaching and advisory, right? Like sometimes people think, that we're financial advisors. 
No, we're coaches. So I, I think there's a, a point we're probably making there. And then the fast pass, like using other people's experiences, not only just the coaches, but the people that the coaches are coaching, right? Like that's the benefit of community and the benefit of someone that is out there helping you see past that point. All right, Joey, with the coaching, and we said this a second ago jokingly, that it does require two people, though. It does require the student and the coach. And the coach can only provide structure to the environment so that the student can be accountable. From an accountability perspective, give me an idea of how this fits in with somebody sitting here listening to this podcast for one specific reason, right? I want to become financially free. I want to have more passive income than monthly expenses. Put accountability in perspective of why this is important for them. We, we've said this before on other shows, and I'll, I'll bring it as an example here. Russ and I did a lot of education on passive income for years. We, we interviewed people. We listened. We heard. We researched. But we didn't have any, right? We had very little. We had, for, for years, we had very little. But when we started to put our report out every single month and we started tracking it, it be, we became accountable to an audience of people. I think that's the same thing that happens is whenever you start tracking something, it grows. When you track and report it, it grows exponentially. And that's exactly the kind of structure that a coaching relationship can provide is, man, I know this is important. I just need help staying focused on it. And if I have to show up to a meeting and show you that I have done nothing, I have that internal kind of just angst that I don't want to show up empty handed, like I, especially as I'm putting money behind it. Right. That's just, that's not where you want to be. I think it's that that's the built in part of accountability. So Mark, you know, I, I think a, a part to being coachable, right. Says that we haven't, arrived in knowledge we don't have all the information that we're willing to accept more things you you had a, an experience with somebody who was wanting to be accountable as they were wanting to to start a business you want to share that experience a little bit yeah this is actually a very recent conversation so one of uh one of the the gentlemen i'm working with wants to transition out of being a w2 employee and he wants to create his own business and so he said, look, you know, I, I've, I've been in the business for the last like 10, 15 years. I'm very knowledgeable about the business, but it's the starting of the business, you know, picking a name, picking an entity, you know, getting the tax structure, you know, healthcare, all these other little things that are going to go into it. And he said, I really, what I need is someone to keep me on track and keep me accountable. He said, so in setting up our calls, we're going to lay out, okay, here's your homework. You know, what are the things you're going to work on this month to build yourself? What are you going to do this week, next week, the other, so that when we get back together, we can start checking these things off so that we're laying the foundation. And I think like Joey said, having that checklist, having someone you have to report to, because he made the observation. He said, if I just am left to my own devices and I do this, he goes, I'm going to find reasons to be busy. I'm going to have things to do around the house. I'm going to have things to do with my firstborn. I'm going to have things to do with the newborn that's coming in December. And he's like, if, if I don't do it now, pretty soon a year is going to go by and I'm going to be right where I am right now, except further down the road with less time to get it done. 
So this person was shopping for accountability and somebody to be there to, to help them stay on track. How about you, Ern? From an accountability perspective, what what have you been able to see or any, maybe an experience that would help somebody? Well, I think there's a couple things there that I would want to add. Mark is, is really dialing in on the relationship between the, the coach and the student. But I do think that there's something about being accountable to a group that you participate in, like our inner circle, like our passive income mastermind. And I certainly think a piece of accountability is showing up to the group and hearing what people are accomplishing and being inspired to move forward yourself. Accountability isn't just, hey, this is the the step and the next step, show up next time having accomplished this. But it's there's a there's certainly a push, but I also think there's a pool that can be created from the group. Uh, but for me, I, I just thought about this, and I absolutely want to share this. Uh, one of the most significant times of accountability that created a I paid dividends in my life to this point was when I was in college. I was being trained in in evangelism and discipleship, and I was in this group. And this guy was leading this group and he was, he was teaching us how to do these things. And he challenged me specifically to think about in, in my circle on the college campus to think about who is the one guy who, who would be like the last guy you would ever think about going up to and talking to the most intimidating person on campus I could think of. And he made me tell him who that was. He said, all right. That's the guy I want you to go ask him to do a short Bible study with you. <laughs> I was like, oh, that is actually the last thing that I would ever want to do. <laughs> but because I was accountable to him and I keep wanting to come to his group, I did it. I went to this guy that I was playing uh, soccer with on the club team with and, and just asked him. It was so awkward. Hey, there's, there's this study. Uh, we haven't talked very much about this, but I just wonder if you'd like to meet up and discuss this. I know he, he's a very smart, philosophical, super athletic, built, intimidating, <laughs> physically type person. And he did that study. And I learned so much from that and I have great stories from, from what happened over the course of those, those few weeks. And, and so just in terms of accountability, it will, it will cause us to probably do things we wouldn't normally do on our own, do things we wouldn't want to do, and do them much faster than if we weren't accountable to them. And I think you can apply that so far, right? Like you, it, it, you were given a great example of sharing the gospel and how you want to participate in that group and that accountability to be in that led you to go share and to teach. And you were being coached and now then turning around and teaching as well within that whole accountability model financially jd you're you've been coaching people for a long time talk about some of the accountability stories or an example maybe that sticks out in your mind of why accountability is so vital when we're trying to to get the benefits out of coaching yeah i think um you know what's interesting about accountability is um it's, it's really easy to, to let yourself down, right? We all do that. Um, we may commit to something privately, but or to ourselves and not really say it out loud. And then 
we'll let ourselves down and then we'll give ourselves a pass, but it's a lot harder to let somebody else down. Right. So when you commit, which is literally what Ernie just said, right? When you commit to someone else that you're going to do something, it's a lot harder to then let that person down for whatever reason. And that's the beauty of accountability is it creates um, a framework and a structure for people to hopefully follow through more than they would ordinarily on their own. And um, I can personally just think about that for myself uh, in, in my own financial situation. You know, one of the things that I had learned in, in uh, early on in my career was not to be your own financial advisor, right? To let somebody else be your financial advisor. And I resisted that for a while. And then I eventually caved. And when I allowed somebody else to take a look at what I was doing, it was embarrassing, right? Like I had all this knowledge and information that I knew on how to teach other people what to do, but I wasn't actually living it myself. And so that helped me um, become one accountable to that person, but to become accountable to the people that I was actually helping and coaching, right? That I was going to be living and, and doing the same things that I was obviously, you know, recommending and telling other people to do as well. Uh, and so I can just speak personally to that. Um, by allowing somebody else to come in and take a look at what I was doing and saying, look, if you, if, if you want to do these things, the, the choices and the decisions that you're making, uh, they're, they're, those aren't going to get you there. And you've got to find a way to get your wife to stop shopping on Amazon, you know? And so that's still, a, you know, we're still struggling with that. Um, the Amazon driver will be here in about 15 minutes. Um, but uh, <laughs> Oh man, I, since we've been talking, my doorbell's been ringing. I was just that's like, right. you're dropping it off. Just drop it off and go, dude. What do you need me to sign right. up this time? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, so. Here's the interesting thing though, as Joey, as you and I have conversations with people that are joining our passive income mastermind, there's two very distinct things that people talk about why they join. One is I want to raise my lid. I want to be around other high quality people. And two, it is accountability, right? right. Like it, it's amazing people who are, you would say this person doesn't need any further, you know, like they don't need any more money. They don't need any more wealth. They don't need <laughs> any more fill in the blank. But yet these are the people telling us that they want to be accountable. Why do you think they want to be so accountable? Well, because it's important to them, the success on the other side is important to them. That's just what I led off with today is the financial freedom. If it's important enough to you, you want to get there as soon as you can. But, but what about for the people who are there? What about the people who have 5,000% of passive income over their expenses? We have some people in our group that are so far past 100%, 200%. Why is it that they show up? Why is it that they want accountability. What is that big thing? Well, to me, it's that they want to raise their own lid. Like they want to be around that kind of person who is even pushing them farther because their current circles don't offer that. Well, I'm obviously that, not answering that, the question the way you want me to. Well, that's, that's true. But the point that I, what is the, what is the motto, the passive income mastermind club 200 that get to 200% of your passive income over great monthly expenses. What's the purpose behind that? So that we can be much more abundant uh, to those around us, to the next generation. Exactly. How many people do we have? If we're being accountable, who are we really wanting to be accountable to? Like right now, we work so hard. Every one of us on this call, you're listening to this. Guarantee you work hard. Right. I work hard for the money. Right? <laughs> oh, gosh. You work hard, but here's a, here's the thing. And you probably have seen that happen over time. 
is that you've reached a level of success and you also start to feel comfortable. You start taking your foot off the gas pedal, right? Yeah. Well, if you want to succeed at a at a high level, if you want to have if you want to build a hundred year plan, you got to be accountable to the future generation. That's going to push you to a higher level, which is accountability, and also pulls us into our second point, which is I got to raise my lid. I got to expand past my own means to other people. Do you do you feel me yeah, on that now? I do. I do. And and to that point, I want to give another uh, a shout out to Sharon, one of our members in the Passive Income Mastermind, because he wrote, he raised my lid, as you're just talking about right now. And he said, at one of these events, he said, listen, anytime that a deal is proposed to me, what did, what did he say, Russ? His answer was, if the deal is a win for us and a win for you, you can assume I have unlimited capital. And I don't know about you, but my jaw hit the ground. I was like, that just challenged me because it's so true. Money is not scarce for the right deal that makes sense for me and for that person. There's people that want to be a part of that deal. What am I doing thinking that it's only about the resource that I have at that particular second or moment? And that to me, that was raising my lid. This podcast is amazing. Almost too amazing, Russ. There's too many ideas and I don't know where to get started creating passive income. Well, here's the thing, Joey. I think one of the things you need to consider in that statement is what is it costing you to not know? What is it costing you not to take action? I love the statement that says you don't have to be great to start. You just have to start to be great. If you're struggling on where to start, you have to know what type of investor you are. Know your investor DNA. And if you want to learn more about this, you can join us in our Passport Challenge at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash passport. Get started today. Mark, jump in there. On the challenge part? <laughs> well, I, I want to I talk about raising the lid, right? Like, let's, yeah. let, let's explain how raising our lid or how being challenged is helping someone. That's a benefit. Why is it a benefit? Challenge is going to raise your lid, in my opinion. Um, for example, personally, I am receiving independent coaching on my own. And I'm being challenged to log everything I'm doing for the week. What am I doing when I first fire up the computer? What am I doing throughout the day? Every hour I need to take a log of what I'm doing. And the challenge in that is to then be able to look back over the week and ask myself, okay, the things that I did, are those things that I have to own myself? Are those things I can defer? Are those things I can delegate? And the reason this challenge is coming about is because my coach said, you know, have you thought of a personal assistant? I said, what? No, I don't, I don't really think so. And, and the response was, I think you'd be surprised because a lot of us are doing tasks that we don't need to do. We're doing things that are just gobbling up our time that we could delegate to someone else so that you could be even more efficient in the areas that only you can do. And so when we're looking at raising the lid and challenging ourselves is, well, if you can challenge yourself to actually take a look at how you're spending your time, you're going to find so much more time that you can do even more and impact even more people. Or you can just be more efficient with fewer days. But being able to step back and take an awkward moment of, 
a personal assistant. Isn't that what like super rich people do? Isn't that what like uber successful people do? And the comment was, how do you think they became uber rich and uber successful? Do you think it was by doing all the little things that you're doing every day? Or did they challenge themselves and delegate it out? And so that was a huge moment for me. And that right there was worth its weight in gold for, for, for that session is to be able to step back and say, all right, I'm willing to step outside my comfort zone and let's do a hard look, kind of like you guys do a, a monthly passive income report. Let's share what's working, what's not. Well, I've got uh, sheets of paper over here that have my entire day listed out and all the menial things and all the little things I'm doing in it. And so that's where that's where my challenge and my lid raising is going. Yeah, I love that. My wife all the time says, Russ, you need to teach our kid, Ryan, you need to teach him how to be a man. You need to teach him how to do man stuff, like fix stuff and build stuff. Your dad spent all that time teaching you how to fix stuff and build stuff. You got to spend time teaching him how to do that. I'm like, no, that's some bull crap right there. Like, I don't need to teach him that stuff. You know what I'm teaching him is how to make money so he can pay somebody else to do that stuff. And then he can go do something else. Like, my dad didn't know how to teach me how to do anything else except what he did, which I'm grateful for, you know. I don't have to call a plumber every time there's an issue with the toilet. I don't have to, you know, call an electrician every time the light switch doesn't turn on. But man, I really enjoy being able to hand that off to someone who's specialized that that is their skill set. That's their DNA. That's what they love. And a coach, right, points that stuff out, says, hey, by the way, what are the things that you can automate? What are the things that you can delegate? What are the things that you can eliminate from your daily activity list that you're not able to add the highest level of value? My highest level of value in my house is not doing those things, right? Those are not the things that I'm the most gifted at, that I can do, you know, um, very easily without thinking about it. Earn, talk to us a little bit about raising your lid and being challenged from a coaching perspective. How does that turn out? Well, you, you just gave, I think, a massive clue that I think we can we can go deeper in. And I was thinking through my own situation, and I agree, same thing, but you you mentioned it, so I won't rehash it in my own world. You said that your dad was the the fix-everything guy in the family. That's That's the instruction and the model that you had growing up, right? Correct. That's, and, but that's not how you think now. No. Something had to have happened in over those number of years where you got exposed to something differently could be done, that you could become that person who would do things differently. And now that's just the way that you think. And now you're training your children to think the same way. Correct. If, if you had never gotten your lid raised, never been exposed that there's a different way of thinking outside of the world that you know it right now, you would not be training someone else to do anything differently. So, so important. We, we have to find sources where we can think bigger than ourselves. And I'll just, the, the two passive income mastermind retreats ago uh, was, was a big lid raising moment for me in my world of what I thought, and I'm becoming pretty successful. And, and my lid got raised to say, wow, there, this, this could be for me. I can, I can grow further than I am right now. And I just so appreciate those opportunities and those groups that I can put myself in to where I can, I can uncover things I wouldn't even know to think about 
And that's the benefit of coaching is to be number one, just exposed to new ideas and then wrestle through yourself. It's not the coach's job to convince you of these things or to make you into this person, but it is the responsibility of the person to start to wrestle this. Got my lid raised. How can I grow into this? How can I do this? And that is uh, for me, just been an amazing uh, growth journey. Well, I think also too, as you're starting to consider this and we didn't even make this a point, which is probably a valid point that we should have maybe dove into a little bit, maybe another time is how do you choose a coach, right? What is it that a coach should be doing for us? And I think sometimes we, we might consider the idea that a coach can solve all my problems, right? Like Mark, I know you were, were playing, uh, poking at Joey earlier in the chat, you know, asking him, had I been coaching him in his golf, right? Well, clearly I'm not any better at golf than he is. Not that he's better than me. Both of us are horrible golfers. <laughs> but here's the thing is, it's not that that person has to be an expert to help you raise your lid, right? That person, all they have to do is help you help yourself, right? It's not about you solving the problem. Stallion, you and I, years and years ago, we we went through a process with a, an author of a book, and he asked a fantastic question at the end of every meeting that he would have with people. It would be, Joey, what's the biggest challenge that you're facing right now? Right? Yeah. What was the purpose of that question? The purpose was to try to determine how you could help that person. But when they answered, was your objective, the process that you walked through with them to immediately answer it for them? Like if you had the answer to the challenge that they were facing, were you supposed to just drop it right on top of them? No, uh, -uh. no, it was more to just pull it out of them and then to ask them further questions to see if they could solve their own problem. So like, what have you tried so far? Yeah. What are you going to try next? Right. And uh, to me in coaching, the way you stretch somebody, you challenge somebody is not giving them the answer. Can you imagine if every time your daughters asked you to do something, you actually did it for them? I would never have any time. Our, our, our goal is to train our kids so that they will leave us, right? That's right. They're, they're supposed to leave and clean. We should be training other people so that they are self-sufficient, right? That's well, right. We should find coaches who will help us in that same manner. No doubt, no doubt. And I think that that's really the key to the, to the last point that we're making here is who is that person that will put you on the fast pass, right? The coaching relationship should basically compact the time that it takes you to gain whatever the skill or outcome that you're seeking. And again, it's, it's borrowing, uh, we, in our passive income mastermind the other day, we were talking to the members about OPM, right? Other people's money. But we said other people's money can apply on two sides of the coin. We can borrow people's money to help, you know, in, for our investing journey, whatever we're going to invest in. But we can also borrow 
the experience from some other investor who has already spent their money on something that didn't work. And therefore, we don't have to pay the money that they did, but we get the same result, the outcome, the knowledge that came from that bad choice or decision, right? So I, I think that there's something to be said about, you know, choosing the right coach can get you to your destination as fast as possible. I'm, I'm curious to see if you guys have experienced that. Um, Mark, let's start with you. In terms of, get, of getting to your, your finish line faster? Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, just since, you know, just speaking for, for me personally, just in terms of me taking on coaching for myself, um, the, the results have been almost immediate because I can't, I'm, I'm, I see myself every day and I see the things I'm doing, but I don't see what I don't see because I can't see it. And so what helps is having an objective set of eyes on the outside going, all right, well, tell me about this. Tell me about that. Asking those questions. But what are you doing? How's that working? What are you going to try? And that challenge of reevaluating what's going on and making those subtle shifts, which if I was smart enough, I would have figured it out on my own, but I couldn't because I was, I was only seeing myself. And so I, that's, that to me is, is one of the, the greatest values is it's, it's an objective set of eyes on the outside and it's not their job to tell you, well, you need to do this. You need to do that. It's to help you see, okay, well, what are you doing right now? Well, okay, well, what are the options in front of you? Why do you think that would be good? Why do you think that would be bad? And be able to walk through it, but also have them provide examples of, okay, well, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? And those little nuggets of the fast pass of hearing what people way more successful than me have accomplished by making small changes. Okay. That gives it the validity I need to, all right, well, I'll try that out. And sure enough, those, those little shifts have been working. So Ernie, what does success look like when working with you as a coach? I, I want to take that a little bit philosophical. I hear, hear your question. Success for, for me is the same success I want to have for the people that I have the privilege of spending time with, which is the area that we're focused on finances, financial freedom, passive income, finding passive income ideas, building the infrastructure to make that last and reducing the tax liability associated with those activities. Success looks like that not being the thing when I think about it, it occupies the majority of my mind space or the majority of my stress. Success in coaching is helping the person become proficient so that the question marks become exclamation marks. That, that it's settled, it's solved. I, I, I don't have questions, I have solutions. I'm equipped to know what to do next and I have a plan to go accomplish this. And I, it's not the thing that keeps me up at night. Be probably a good exercise. I've been, as we've been preparing for this, I did this in, in my world is a little bit of an exercise on what are the areas that cause you great stress? What are the things that you're most uncertain about when you're, when you're lying in bed and you can't fall asleep? What are you thinking about? Do you have coaching in those areas? Do you have help outside of yourself? JD, to your point about not being your own financial advisor. Do you have people speaking into that? Do you have places on your calendar where you're spending time on that? Just a silly example, Joey and I are playing golf next, next week, and I'm really excited about it. 
It's a really great place. But I am I have, too, and, Ernie. I am too. Good. Just and, and Joey, I bet you're probably the same situation. I was anticipating this for some time. I really wanted to be in good form to go and do this, but because I had no accountability to improve in my golf game, no time set aside to go practice, I'm coming in going to be a hot mess. I'm right there with you. And man, what a shame. What a missed opportunity. But when I think about how things are going in terms of passive income and the time and attention and the lack of stress in that area, I'm so grateful that I exist in this community to spend dedicated time training towards this. So Russ, to answer your question now directly, success is this being the arena in my life where, and for the people that I'm coaching where it's not the big deal. <laughs> it's not the stressor. It's the exclamation part. Mm. John David. For me, because my first experience with coaching was, was so revolutionary for me and just life-changing and, and what it did for me. Um, I've, I've always wanted to invest in coaching and I've had bad experiences with coaching in terms of the person that I hired wasn't necessarily what I needed in that season, but I knew I needed something. Um, but I still learned something, right. I still came away from it, you know, with something positive and, 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 and takeaways and, and I still got better, but it wasn't what I was, what I was looking for in that season. And I'm reminded of a number of things. One is, uh, and this is maybe not the right way to say this or the right quote, but it's, it's the gist of it is that you're the sum of the people that you hang out with the books you read and the things you listen to. And I just know for me, like just being as competitive as I am, I can either be the tallest midget, right. And be satisfied with that in terms of like, if I look around my peer group and, and I'm doing better than everybody else, if I sit there, I'm not getting better, right. I'm just the tallest midget, but hanging around other people, right. That are far better than I am that are far further ahead than I am. That's what challenges and pushes me. And that's what coaching does, right. It helps you see your blind spots. Um, and, and, you know, we talk about OPM, other people's money, but I think there's also another component to that, which is other people's time. Meaning coaches often have an insight and perspective into things that can help you condense or collapse time to save you from having to go through all of those things that you wouldn't have had to gone through because you were willing to invest in yourself and pay for those things. I think initially for me, whenever I look at, at coaching, I was scared to invest in myself because I didn't believe in myself. Right. And, and that's the thing about coaching is, you know, when, when they say when the, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And, and I think that's so true, right. In a number of different ways. I see with my kids all the time, right. Like I'll tell them to do something. And then six weeks later, they'll come to me and say, Hey dad, I did this after you told me to do it. I'm like, bro, that was six weeks ago. <laughs> right. But, but like, it's finally hitting and clicking for them. And it just, it takes time. Um, and so I think, I think as it relates to the question is that, the, you know, the, the, the fast pass coaching, will absolutely help you get to where you want to go so much faster, save so much money, um, and then be able to then pour that into other people. Um, I'm reminded of a quote by John Wooden that says, a, a good coach can change a game, but a great coach can change a life. And, uh, and there have been a number of coaches that have absolutely changed my life. Mm. Well, man, I, I know you all are changing lives. So really quickly, because I know we've gone a little long today, this is a subject matter that's near dear to heart since that's what we do. We coach, right? We coach people and, and coaching is fulfilling as we see people having success, seeing lives being changed. Mark, I'm going to let you go first. Yeah, I didn't really have a, a, a trailer on that one, Russ. Just uh, 
<laughs> as far as a closing thought, yes. Uh, I would highly recommend, um, if, if you're not already doing it, at least consider it. Um, because again, you don't know what you don't know until somebody tells you. And if you want to learn it uh, the hard way, go for it. You can. <clears throat> there's two ways you're going to get through. You're either going to pay with your time or you're going to pay with your treasure. And so if you would like to save time, which if, if you're like us, time is your most valuable commodity. You, can, you can't make any more of it, but you can always make more money. Then in my opinion, why not make that subtle trade? I will gladly trade my treasure to either have more time or to save myself the time. That's my final thought. Daniel, final thought. I'm going to go ahead and say, um, how important to you is financial freedom? If it's super important, you have a really easy choice, right? We only have two options for you. Are you an accredited investor or are you not? And if you're not accredited, join us in the inner circle, right? Jump on a call with one of these coaches. They can tell you more details so before you commit, whatever you need to do. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash free call and jump on a call with these guys. If you're a accredited investor, you want to be around the, the top tier people who are doing deals at a high level and, and obtaining 200% or more of their monthly expenses covered with passive income, join us at the Passive Income Mastermind, right? Wealthofthatwallstreet.com forward slash club 200. This is where our highest level coaching exists and where the results are on the other side. Final thought. John David. Final thoughts as I'll leave with um, an amazing proverb. Uh, Proverbs 15.22 says, without counsel plans fail, but with many advisors, they succeed. And um, I think if, if you look around your, your closest people, or even the people, not even your closest people, but just the, the people that you know, if, if they're not where you want to be, and you want to be more successful, you got to listen to other people, you got to go where you got to go and mirror and model the things that other people are doing. Uh, and that's okay, right? There's no, there's nothing wrong with that. And, uh, and I think, um, be willing to invest in yourself. Um, and, uh, um, I think, I think, I think the things that, that we teach and coach have been so impactful for me and it's helped the trajectory of, of, of my life. And, and without having great people like you guys around me to help me get there, um, we wouldn't have had the results that we've had. Mm. Well, you know, I, I just love the, you know, trying to emulate what other successful people do, right? Don't try to reinvent the bill reinvent the wheel, watch what they are doing and try to follow suit. So my coach, one of my coach, I have three coaches. One of my coaches has like six coaches, right? And when I started diving into that, why do you have these multiple different coaches? He was like, because I want to be successful in these different areas, right? And so for me, I have business coaches, I have entrepreneurship coaches, and I have a health coach. In the past, I've also had speaking coaches. Well, it hasn't helped me that much. I probably need to go back to them, right? <laughs> but you, you are, if you're looking to grow, then there's the benefit of a coach, right? And as Joey said so well, if you want to figure out what the next step is for you, go to wealthwallstreet.com forward slash free call, and you can determine which is the right group for you, right? We have multiple groups. Which is the one that best fits where you are? and what you're trying to accomplish now. 
and allow them to then point you to the coaching or the the platform that provides the most accountability that can raise your lid and help you have that fast pass to financial freedom. With that, we thank you so much for uh, listening today. Have an amazing day. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.